Welcoming Will Kennedy onto the show, the voice of the Argos. You'll be able to hear him at 1.30 with pregame for the Argos' final regular season game against Mississippi College. Will, um, a game that hopefully uh, they'll win, and then from there you get to host a playoff game. Yeah, you know, this is almost playoff time. You just got that one last game to take care of to kind of wrap up the regular season. It's a weird one because we're – it's a conference opponent, but not a conference game. That was all decided last week, and what a crazy finish to the GSC regular season. The Argos did a co-conference championship after watching a miracle finish for West Georgia at Delta, and then going out and having a heck of a ball game with Valdosta. You know, 32-31, we go to overtime again, and this time, have you learned some lessons from the Delta State game, which seems like forever ago now, on how to close one out and the Argos get it done? Yeah, they did, and and I, I think that there's there's a lot that comes with, with this game, and I think I the way that it was described to me, this is a game where you kind of uh, you throw the records out, and the way that these two teams have played, it, they're going to go toe-to-toe, and it seemed to be that way. The Argos not even having the lead at all until they take that lead and win the game with Pee Wee and what he did, and we'll get to Pee Wee in, in just a minute, but... But what does this type of a win show, Coach Shinnick? It seemed like he was very pleased after the game. Obviously, a little bit maybe stressed out with with how things had gone and trying to get the win. But but it seemed like you know the character of the guys and and sticking with it and being able to finish things off in the way that they did, uh, showing showing some resilience. He really stuck with him. Yeah, I think you know, that's what you want to see. The fact that they they've shown that medal late in some games. You know, take away that that Delta State game in which they. And costly turnover in the second round of overtime that cost them the game. Don't think you can still go win. They come back the next week. They win on a walk-off field goal against North Greenville. And then since then, they've kind of been building momentum and, you know, obviously running off win after win and to put yourself in that position. And look, that record totally misleading. That's a really good football team. Their defense played better against the Argos. I think they probably have played all year. That offense is super explosive. Ivory Durham's a fantastic football player. And it is that, that grit at the end of the game to come out with that victory. And it's a little harder in some ways, I think, knowing that, oh, my gosh, Delta State lost. We've got a chance to go out there and win a share of the conference title. So all the pressure's on the Argos. Valdosta wants to spoil the party, all that kind of stuff. But I, I think this is a team that I think Coach Shinnick is walking away and also looking and saying, man, we're still right there for potentially – really breaking out and having that huge game. There were so many passes, Drew. DB was sharper in his you know, accuracy. We dropped a couple balls, dropped a couple ones that could have been touchdowns or just missed time to catch on a couple occasions. And he's been But you got to make it happen. Saying we're close is not enough as you get into the playoffs. But this feels like a football team, in my opinion, that has not reached their ceiling yet. They're, and I think this is a scary team if they do. Yeah, and I, I think that UWF has played their way into over the, over just the last couple of seasons and being in a position where, with the way the Division Two playoffs work, if they handle their business, they've got their reputation, and then they're going to showcase it. That in terms of them, um, I don't want to say that not every game matters, but they can afford to maybe lose a game and still make it where they want to go instead of trying to show what they've got. Like maybe maybe a Delta State even say Delta were to lose. Two or two other say, say they lose again. I don't know if they fall out of the region or anything like that and out of the playoffs, but 
they they have more to show or have to prove, I think, more than UWF do. Is there anything that going into this, I know that with Alabama losing, um, it, it could knock them or likely does knock them out of the college football playoff, but from a UWF comparison perspective here, the playoff is bigger. UWF can afford to maybe drop a game, but also in that, and I think you mentioned it a little bit, you're going to get everybody's best game. So whether it's Valdosta State, whether it's Mississippi College, whether it's North Greenville or Delta State or whoever it is, Newberry, you're going to get everybody's best game, and being able to win a game like this helps prepare you for the best teams that you're going to face, which are the teams you're going to face in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that, you know, that, was, a lesson, that was a hard lesson to learn last year, that Newberry game. and Getting that first home playoff game, you're the defending national champs, and you go out there – you don't execute, you don't pull it off, you look, you know, you lose the fourth quarter lead, you lose in overtime. There's a lot of guys left from that team that I think still feel that. So that that'll be a huge motivational factor come the postseason. But yeah, I think this is a you know, Delta's got an interesting challenge ahead of them in this final game. They gotta take on West Alabama. Yes, it's in Cleveland, Mississippi, so they're at home, which helps, but you know, you, you just lost that tough one the way it finished with West Georgia. Can you bounce back and not be deflated against a pretty good West Al team coming off a big win of their own last week? You know, we go over to Mississippi College. It's tough to play them, that wishbone attack. But I think about the way we handled them here at home. I think about the fact that they're pretty beat up at this point. They just got, you know, beat pretty handily in their last game last week. You know, total difference. They were riding a three-game winning streak when we saw them here in Pensacola. Now they're riding a three-game losing streak. All the momentum has shifted. So you got to still go over and win in Clinton, but – We'll see what happens with Delta. And then Benedict, who's the other team ranked above us in the regional rankings, they've got a conference championship game against a Tuskegee team that has to win if they want to get into the playoffs. So both Delta and I think Benedict have their work cut out for them Saturday. It could be interesting. I mean, I think we got at least one playoff game at home. And who knows, if some crazy stuff happens in this final week, you could even end up being the number one seed in the region. Speaking with Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos, how impressive has Pee Wee been over the course of the season? I know coming in, they have that quarterback battle, but as soon as he wins the job, it seems like he's been one of the more uh, vocal leaders of the team. I mean, he accounted for uh, 400 and, uh, 443 yards over the course of the weekend, and, and obviously that plunge that he had getting the two-point conversion. Uh, how has he been a leader for this team and been one of those guys that has improved throughout the year for this group? Yeah, I think, you know, he's had those tough days. We've seen him the West Isle game, you know, where the completion percentage wasn't great. And, but he does enough to get you wins. And, my gosh, his, his running game right now is two weeks in a row. He's led us in rushing. He's had 100-plus yards. He throws for 300. Listen, does he need to clean up some of the throws? Like the two interceptions were both completely avoidable in the game against Father Austin on Saturday night. But he was sharper, as I mentioned. And, man, if, you know, those deep balls that are off the fingertips that are drops or the receiver turned his head the wrong way, if those turn into touchdowns, this is a team that could have put up, and this is no exaggeration, we could have put up 50, maybe 60 on Saturday night. There was just so many plays that were right there. He is, he's a difference maker in a different way than Austin Reed was. Can he throw the deep ball? Sure. Does he have a strong arm? Sure. But, my gosh, you're, you're asking this guy, hey, pick, pick this up for us on fourth and third. You know, let's run the football to pick up this two-point conversion. And he's able to do those kind of things because he's so huge. I mean, this is a 6'4", 6'3", 240-pound guy. His abilities are at a different level. 
Uh, yeah, and he does not go down easily either. I mean, he was sacked once, but being that big of a guy, you think almost like a Big Ben in the way that his, his physicality is and, the, and how hard it is to bring a guy like him down. Uh, speaking with Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos, moving on to some of the other things going on in UWF athletics. The men's and women's soccer teams are both headed in, into the tournament. The men take on Rollins. They lost to them earlier in the year. And then for the ladies, this is a – I can't say that this is a unique – I, or I can say this is a unique circumstance, I think, where you play Lee uh, only a couple of days ago, and guess who you start off with in the NCAA tournament? It is Lee. So uh, is this something that you take advantage or that, that you're looking forward to if you're the women's soccer team? Obviously, it's the NCAA tournament, so you are, but you, you're coming off a loss against a team who you're really familiar with. It, does that leave you a little bit uh, Uncomfortable, or do you think that they've got a lot of confidence going into this that they'll be able to bounce back and get a win and move on? I, it makes it easier to scout the team. Obviously, this is the third time they'll play league this season. The two teams have split the previous games, one in the regular season and then one in the conference tournament. There, and that was a, you know that, that game was right there. We lose two to one in the semifinals of the GSC tournament. I mean, anybody you play this time of year is going to be good. We're the three seed; they're the six seed. I mean, they'll have some confidence coming into it, feeling like we just they just beat us. But this is a talented team Coach Joe Bartlitsky has. I think being at home can help make a big difference, and I think that revenge factor will be a big difference. And this is a team that I think is capable of going super deep into the NCAAs and beating anybody in the region. It's just a matter of can you click and play your best at this time of year, and that's kind of true for every sport. Nobody knows how to do that better than Coach Joe Obviously, he's got a national championship ring that he walks around with, and so he knows how to get a team motivated and prepped and ready to go. And all the, and both those games are going to be at home as well, so a really cool opportunity for um, some of the students to get out and be able to go watch some NCAA tournament action, as will uh, be the opportunity for them with the volleyball tournament as the volleyball team are hosting the GSC tournament this weekend. A lot uh, in the cards for the Argos with this tournament and going to make it uh, a run into the tournament for them, the actual NCAA tournament beyond the GSC, but a team that are, are looking forward to this, I think, Will, but also beyond it as well and looking to try to get back to where, not only where they were, but go beyond where they finished last year. Yeah, so it's a good thing when you're at that level as a program to feel like, you know, hey, our, our main goal is, is down here. We, we want to get to the NCAAs. We want to try to win a regional. We have hosted this GSC tournament several years in a row now. So the volleyball program, I mean, that speaks to how dominant they are. 15-1 and one in the conference, 25-5 and five overall. You know, the losses they've had have been against the kind of teams they're going to face in the NCAAs. They've learned a lot. I think a lot of people need to look and say, this is almost a different team than last year completely. Other than Taylor Van Eckeren, you know, that many of the stars from last year moved on for a variety of reasons, graduation or other things. So this is a team that's building. I think, you know, you want to be peaking at the right time. Like we said with soccer, I think they're doing that. They won't play till Saturday, 11 in the morning. They've got to buy till the semifinals. They want to win on the home court, take that momentum into the regional. Probably not going to host the regional this year unless some crazy stuff happens. But, you know, go on the road and be tough. That's why Melissa Walter plays such great competition and plays these great early season tournaments. It's all for this time of year, and we've seen it pay off several times. By the way, they announced that there's three three Argos on the GSE All 
conference first team, Taylor Van Ecker is the player of the year, the setter of the year, four between the first and second team. So as dominant a program within the conference as you're going to see will host. And Saturday's going to be crazy, Drew, because we're going to have volleyball all day. Then we'll flip around and host the GSC SIAC men's basketball crossover. So men's basketball starts Saturday and Sunday. They'll play at home, 5.30 and 6.30 against uh, Clark Atlanta and Fort Valley State. And then the women are on the road down in West Palm Beach taking on Palm Beach Atlantic and Eckerd Friday and Saturday. So not just fall sports, basketball is now underway. So this is probably the busiest weekend we're going to have for UWF athletics, maybe all year with football traveling and then all this other stuff at home. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of good stuff, too, because, and I was talking about this a little bit earlier in the show, just it shows you the depth, and we always talk about depth in, in, in a team and a roster and a program, but the overall athletics of UWF, I mean, we're talking men's and women's soccer in the NCAAs. We're talking volleyball is going to be in the NCAAs in all likelihood. Football going to be in the NCAAs, and then you move on to men's and women's basketball where the ladies were picked fourth in the GSC. They could be making a run towards that, and who knows what the men can do as well. They were picked seventh. In GSC play, so a good time to be a an Argo and Argos fan um, and be able to talk about them. Will appreciate the time as always. You have a good call on Saturday, hoping for a win, and we'll talk to you again here soon. Yeah, absolutely, Drew. For folks that want to come check any of that out, go Argos.com. You know, we'll have it all laid out for you schedule wise. And I think uh, women's soccer at noon on Thursday starts it, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, one thirty right here on this station. We will get you your pregame going and then get that final regular season game. And appreciate it, Drew. Yep, go Argos. Go Argos.